This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. And welcome into the Friday edition of Spits and Suds. So great for you guys to join us today. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan. And I am joined by EP Ringside and Shapshot and D Magazine's Sean Shapiro. After Sean pens a terrific article on Jason Robertson. You can find it. Uh, I'm sure Sean retweeted it. At Sean Shapiro, I also retweeted it at GJ Spittle. It's a, a terrific deep dive into Jason Robertson growing up, the Robertson family, uh, the fact that the Robertson, the dad's trip just happened, and uh, just how the NHL is going to um, make Robertson one of those household names, so to speak. So, uh, How'd you think of the article, Sean? And uh, I, I want to give you kudos. It was a terrific article. It was a great deep dive. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that. And uh, yeah, I had been, uh, it's something where I'd been with Mike Pelusi, who's the editor over at, at D Magazine, at the Dallas Magazine. He and I have been talking about uh, how do we find, how do we, how do we do a big takeaway? How do we find a big story? to write about Jason Robertson, which space do we go with this? And him and I had kicked around a couple ideas and, and everything like that. And the story itself, um, you've seen a lot of coverage of Jason Robertson, understandably so this season about his, how well he's been playing. Obviously there was the contract issue before the season there's, and, and all, all of this stuff. And we, I kind of wanted to go and take a step back and go deeper and go closer at the same time of why is this guy so important? Why is what Jason Robertson's bringing to the stars? Why is this so vital to this franchise? Not just from putting pucks into the net, but what it represents for hockey in the United States, hockey in Texas, hockey in the Sun Belt, and how his story and his personality and all of that other stuff combined play such a larger role than just how many goals he scores. And it's that, that was the story I wanted to tell. And it allowed us to kind of go in through the history of the family history. And you got a kid who, um, growing up he's from LA grew up watching Kings games, three hockey playing brothers. They, they had an RV, they would drive an RV over the interstate in Hawaii in, 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 in Hawaii, sorry, over the interstate in California to, to get to the rink so that they could uh, basically have a mobile hockey center in the parking lot. while one, one of the other brothers was practicing. It's such a, such a great story. And I wanted to basically step back and, and look at, Hey, why is this so important? And, why are we going to continue? And how is this going to keep evolving? Because this kid is, he's so vital to not just the stars, but hockey in general going forward. I, I think what I also loved about it was you highlighted the whole family and that the, um, 
Don't really know what the sister's doing now, but the brother seems super successful over in Germany. And of course, Jason and Nick and, and, you know, it comes back to mom and dad. And uh, I know the stars highlighted dad on the trip and, uh, you know, you see the typical sports dad, so to speak, and not to stereotype, but you know, like kind of just like, come on, son, do this. Come on, you can do it and everything. And it just seems like Jason Robertson's dad just wants him to be Jason and is just, you know, seems like encouragement is the way to go. And it was just, I love how you highlighted that part of the story where, yes, hockey was certainly the focus of the story, but I also love the family story. Yeah, Hugh is, uh, they give a quick shout out to just, there's only so much you can finish a story. So uh, Bree Robertson, Jason's younger sister, is actually a... Uh, I think she's come. She recently came back from an ACL injury. She's a she's a, she's a uh, mixed martial artist, actually based out of Austin right now. Okay, actually, so Bree is uh, someone who, if you're on the MMA scene, the the Bree Robertson is in fact part of the Robertson family as well. Uh, but to to get to to mom and dad to to Hugh Robertson, um, I've always I've I've told I've spoken to Hugh quite a few times, and it's always it's been incredibly refreshing every time I talk to him about his kids and whether it's Jason, whether it's Nick, whether it's Michael, whether it's Bree, like he talks about Michael's Mike, Michael's business stuff and him going to school with the same energy. He talks about Jason playing for the Dallas stars. He talks about Bree's MMA. Like he's just, he just kind of sits back and he, He's kind of that uh, that dad that just kind of sits. He, he's definitely involved, but like in the moment, he's he's like kind of, you know how you sometimes hear, you'll sometimes hear people will say like, oh, it goes so by so fast with kids and everything like that. Hugh is someone who I feel like has kind of realized that life goes by so fast. And so he kind of takes every moment to just kind of be there and just trying to soak it all in with what the kids are doing and everything like that. It's kind of a... It's kind of a fun thing to see, and it's you can kind of get that feeling when talking to him. You get that feeling when talking to his kids, and you get the same feeling from his wife Mercedes too. Who was they basically have always been that like their kids were involved, but we're also gonna we're gonna be spectators. So one of the coolest things we get to watch is what our is watching our kids grow up and, and being part of it at the same time. I like how you did get the Austin Matthews mention in there because he is an American of Mexican heritage. Um, and obviously it's great with the nature of Jason Robertson being uh Filipino American. And we talked about this on the podcast and I loved how you mentioned this in the article as well. When Winnipeg did a Filipino night, uh, because of the population up there, uh, really cool that the, um, Winnipeg had asked and the stars obliged to have Jason Robertson come to you know, be a part of the uh, puck ceremony. And I thought that was really cool. And and it seems as though, and you point out in the article, that the comfort level in, in which he knows he's representing an entire community, um, he's aware of it now and he embraces it. And, it. and it's something, too, where, understandably so, I mean, he's only 20, Jason's only 23. So it's it's something where you feel like that can be a lot of pressure. And it's... I think the way Jason has kind of grown into it is why he's able to step into that uh, leadership, mentorship, whatever role, whatever you have, you want to define that role. 
because he's kind of been able to grow into it. He was always, he didn't feel like he was, he had to succeed because he represented a group of people. But now that he has succeeded, he realizes, looking back, he realizes some things, how he can be an inspiration, how he can do that. And I think, and it was important to me, obviously, to mention Austin Matthews, because Matthews' story is important. But I think there is such a value, too, in Jason having a player like Jason Robertson. I think his story goes a little bit further when he's playing in a place like Dallas. Like Austin Matthews, as much as great as his story is, being in Hockey Mad Toronto, every Austin Matthews story gets really wrapped up in what Austin Matthews has done on, has done, has done on the ice. And I think sometimes with as, as well-covered and over-covered Toronto players are, I think sometimes they get dehumanized almost. Like I think the Austin Matthews story would be better shared and maybe have a little more impact if he wasn't playing in Toronto just because it would be a spot he would be allowed to grow the game as opposed to have to try to help a team get past the second round of the playoffs for the first time in forever. Like I I think the Robertson story is able to take on a life even bigger because he's playing in Dallas in a place where we still care about growing the game. And I think that's something that Matthews kind of lacks right now, just because of where he is. And Robertson is great. It's he's playing. He came from a Sunbelt market. He's net. He grew up in a Sunbelt market. He's playing now in hockey's quote unquote Sunbelt. And you have people like I thought one of the coolest things about so after the story published, I had some people tweet back to me about how they've seen people at a public they they've met people who are Asian Americans or Filipino Americans who um, have tried public skating because of Jason Robertson or they were they know about the stars and they know about a hockey because of Jason Robertson. That to me is one of the coolest things where you can be like someone can look and be like, hey, this sport can be for me and as much and the demographics of this sport for so long, if you were just looking at the faces on the bench, it would be hard. If you were someone from that community, it would be hard sometimes to look and see, okay, this sport is built for me. Jason is breaking barriers in that way. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, he absolutely is, and and that's why. Um, please go back and listen to our interview earlier this week with Hannah Bilka uh, of Boston College and USA uh, Women's Hockey, yeah. and she is from Capel because it's a similar story. When you see Hannah Bilka on the ice, not only is it amazing um, as someone who's in youth hockey, male or female, to say, "Wow, I can make it in North Texas." Um, I might have to join travel squads, but the potential is there. But now on top of that, you have a female, just like Jason Robertson, a Filipino American. I mean, these are difference makers and yeah. it, it really is cool to, to highlight stories like this. And I, I'm sure the Jones kids get this too, as well, being two North Texas kids and being African-American and, you know, showing that, you know what, hockey is all inclusive. Um, because it's not the cheapest sport to play, and there is a lot of sacrifice from the parents. Maybe more sacrifice than any other sport, probably soccer or, I mean, 
travel baseball is ridiculous now. It's uh, it takes a lot to get there. So so kudos and uh, terrific uh, article, Sean. Uh, and if you don't see it, uh, you know, I, I just Googled it. I just Googled Jason Robertson's name and it comes up right away. Uh, so that's great that you're getting a lot of views on it. And Jason Robertson uh, is named to his first NHL All-Star team. And uh, that's well-deserved and we're all happy. Some Stars fans were wondering, though, with the current format, where does that leave other Stars? And the one that was talked about most was Jake Ottinger. The and the the format i actually the the current so for everyone who's not whoever for the quick uh rundown for everyone all-star format now is at three on three you have every team gets one player and then everyone else now every team gets one player and now everyone gets voted in the rest of the spots get voted in two skaters one goalie per division um i actually don't mind that format to an extent i don't mind the voting to fill out the i think it's you want people to have fans in there um my issue becomes um i think my issue becomes you start to find there's certain people there's certain spots that shouldn't be left up to voting because the one goalie and it's just the nature of and this is it's it's the nature of how other players on their respective teams are playing and it's the nature of his team not really having the skaters worthwhile uc saros is the third best goalie in the central division like that's just 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 yep straight up connor connor hellebuck and jake ottinger should be the two goalies for the central division absolutely connor hella connor hellebuck is an mvp candidate yep. and you're telling me right now like Obviously, Jake Ottinger's story is great. Jake Ottinger should be in the All-Star game. But you're telling me now this format has created this problem where Jake Ottinger has to be in the All-Star game at expense of at the expense of Connor Hellebuck. And that's not right because Connor Hellebuck should be in the All-Star game. And so Jake the fact that we have to choose between Connor Hellebuck and Jake Ottinger is the is the flaw here, where it's it's not really fair to Jake Ottinger and Connor Hellebuck that Nashville didn't have another player really that could go as a skater and that if dallas had taken ottinger well robertson would have to be voted in and if winnipeg had taken hellebuck then all of a sudden josh morrissey would have to be voted in it's it's just kind of it's it's a it's a flaw kind of in the system and and i i've i've proposed i think the solution is we have 32 teams we, I, I think there needs to be more guys in the all-star game. Honestly, I think, I think the spot is like, I'm fine with you having one. I'm fine with the one player per team rule. I get the, you need, you need to be able to promote it across the league. You need to be able to give people in Chicago a reason to watch and everything like that. But I would argue that I don't see the issue with adding 16 more all-stars four per division. It's three on three game. The guys are there just to have fun anyway and relax. What's the issue with instead adding four more per team, which allows you to make sure everyone gets in? Like, even if even if we want to take off our stars colored glasses for this, yep. The fact that Leon Dreisaitl has to be voted into the All Star game, yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, it is that's ridiculous. ridiculous. Yep, like that, that's ridiculous. The second leading scorer in the league should not have to be voted into the All Star game. Yeah. So, I, I I would say I like what they're doing. I like allowing the voting. Just. Get me a setup where, hey, you can get, let's just expand the rosters a bit. It's a 32-team league now. It's okay. 
it's not going to cost. It's just cost you a couple more hotel nights from the league, and and then we make sure that then you make sure it's well represented. That's that's kind of where I would go with this. I actually enjoy the skills competition more than the actual game. Oh, hundred hundred percent. Yeah. The the uh, I, I I was saying this to someone today or maybe yesterday, whatever. Um, I want the all like I I miss the All Star Game being fun. Like I miss the all like I remember as a kid watching the All Star Game and looking forward to it. And I'm not sure. I always looking back. I'm not sure if it's a revisionist. I was a kid and I grew up in an age. Like this would be a great question for kids today. Like for me, one of the one of the great things about the All Star Game was I was still at I still grew up in the age, Gavin. And tell me if you get the same feeling. It wasn't I couldn't watch my favorite player, no matter what team they were on, every single night. Correct. I had to wait for them to be on national TV. And I yes. think that's what made the All Star Game exciting for me. It's like, oh, I get to watch this guy every single night. I I, I mean, I get to watch this guy tonight. I get to watch right. this best player. If you're in today's day and age, and it's great with what technology has done, but if you're a kid growing up, if you're a kid growing up in in Manitoba or uh, Alabama, no matter where you live, you can watch Austin Matthews. You can watch Jason Robertson. You can watch them play every single night. You don't have to wait for that national televised game. And I wonder if just kind of as games became more readily available, it kind of killed off the appeal of, oh, I get to see my, I get it's a chance to watch the best players. I wonder if that kind of killed it off. I think it did. And I think I think so. And it's and I think the other thing too is I think the NHL got too attached to this three on three format for the All Star game because they the reason it worked in year one was the whole John Scott fiasco. Mm-hmm. John Scott got voted in and there was and the million dollar prize was there and the players were ticked off at the league for how John Scott had been given the runaround. And so they legitimately wanted to play and win for John Scott. Since then, as much as you and I would love to share a million dollars, you and I winning a million dollars and sharing with a bunch of others doesn't really have the, uh, that's not, that doesn't have the same pull for guys who are making, I mean, we, we know Jason Robertson signed a deal where he's making $7 million this year. The Central Division wins the All-Star game. He's going to get one-eleventh of a million dollars. Yeah. Not, not Nothing to sneeze at, but like it's, it's it's not really money that is it's not money that these guys are going to put block shots for honestly it's right. not really that but it's and so i i just i don't know i don't know the best way to fix it i don't know the best way to solve it i i would argue that maybe maybe the best way is to just uh beef up the skills competition one idea that i've that i've tried to push is i and i think the nhl did this a little bit last year when they brought Trevor Zegers in for the skills competition, even though he wasn't an all-star. Um, one of the things I, I like that the NBA skills competition, you don't have to be an all-star to be in the NBA skills competition. You can just be the best three-point shooter. You can just be the best dunker. You can just be whatever. Like we have this data now, and I've pitched this a couple different places now, but I'll keep pitching it here because I want someone to do this. I want the NHL to be like, okay, we have this data that we have this puck and player tracking. Let's take the guys who have the 12 hardest shots in a game this season. Just raw data. Okay, we know these are the 12 hardest shots taken in the NHL this season. Let's bring all 12 of them to Florida and get a true hardest shot champion, not the hardest shot of the guys who happen to be at the All-Star game. And then do the same thing with the fastest skater. Let's find me the 12 guys that you've tracked where it's like, hey, we have, uh, like, for example, like I always thought like a, a guy like Andreas uh, Athanasiu. Andreas Athanasiu will never make an all, would never make an all-star game. 
but he's one of the fastest guys in the NHL. I'd love to see him in the fastest skater competition. Bring me the 12 fastest guys and uh, give me a true fastest skater competition. Like start building some of that stuff and then just beef up the skills competition even more because the game itself just becomes a, I mean, I, I, I would turn on the TV for the skills competition. I don't know about the all-star game anymore. Yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, I learned who Terrence Stansbury was in the NBA because he could dunk for the Indiana Pacers and he was in the dunk competition for a few years in a row. I wouldn't have known him otherwise. Um, to your other point, Sean, I saw Wayne Gretzky play two times a year. Yeah. And I look back at those days and that was like must watch because the great one was playing and I could actually watch it. Um, and yeah, you're right. I, I think that especially with YouTube too, um, mm-hmm. you know, these highlights are right in front of you and oh, yeah. I understand it. And I think for knowledge of the game, it's wonderful, but I agree it's watered down in some aspects. And, you know, that's why the all-star game in baseball was so big because if you were in an American league city, you never saw these national league players and likewise. So it was like a big deal. Unless your team was in the world series, you didn't get to see any national league players play on your field. So, um, yeah, fascinating, happy for Jason Robertson, hopeful that, you know, uh, Jake Ottinger, um, gets in, uh, we will see. I agree with you. They definitely need to expand it. Um, because there should be no players. I mean, a guy like Connor Hellebuck should not be left out. I'm guessing Leon Dreisaitl will get voted in, but the fact that it has to come to that point is, you know, it looks like, you know, probably needs some, uh, needs some changes. I do like, um, was it a couple of years ago where they brought some females in for fastest skate? Uh, la- they did last, last year. year. Yeah, done, they, last year wasn't the. They did it. They did it before that. They won before the COVID year, I think. They yeah, did too. But they also did it last year too. Yeah, I, I I like things like that. I mean, I think that the more quote unquote bits that you can incorporate and highlight other aspects for the great game of hockey, um, the better.